This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oh, live from New York, it's the show that's wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving. It's First Things First. Oh, you played it straight. Yeah, no so nice. Today, Pat Bev at it again. One person on the show thinks that's, it's a fireable offense. Get him out of the league. The that's other person, old school, quote, that's how we used to do it. <laughs> that's how you used Meanwhile, to do it. Meanwhile, Cowboys Giants does Odell have his eye on the winner of this game. And finally, oh, the committee also at it again. It's another installment of Nick's Tears alongside Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, yeah, here we go again. What? Is there any surprises at the top of the tiers? There are. Not at the, really? listen, at the very, very top, everyone knows it's the Chiefs as they should be. I think you guys will be surprised with who is in the second spot. Oh. Yeah, I do. Okay. okay. A little bit of a change there. All right. We'll start in the Philadelphia. Bills, Bills Here's the good news for you, bro. Ben Simmons, pretty good. 11, 7, and 11, and one Jordan-esque shrug. Yeah. The bad news the team is not good at all <laughs> as they lose to a Philly squad without Maxie Harden or Embiid. Here's Ben Simmons after the game. For me, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I'm in a good place, you know, for me to come in here and just play basketball. Um, I'm happy. I'm doing what I love. So, you know, to be out there and have that experience was amazing. Obviously, it wasn't the result we wanted. and It's frustrating to lose um, a game like that. But, you know, um, I think it's a good step forward. Great jacket. Bad game for the team, though. Brew, are you surprised that the Nets couldn't beat this Sixers squad? Well, as that quote will tell you, the bar's been pretty low, right? It's good to just go out there and play ball. Oh, he's happy. <laughs> but look, I, first let me start here. Congratulations, Ben Simmons, and I mean that from the heart. I think that was another step forward. You went in there, you took the vitriol, and played well. 11-11, 11, 11, 11 assists, 11 points, 7 rebounds, 3 steals, and 3 blocks. One I will take that. Absolutely will take that. Now let me say this to the Nets. Can we move on now? No. Can we move on and get about the business of winning the East? All right? oh, winning the, no East, more, the East. What? Yeah, win, that's the goal. No more inner turmoil, uh, no more off-the-court distractions, no more feeling sorry for ourselves, okay? It is now about getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and then some. Let me, Which takes me to Kevin Durant. KD, here's something he said last night. Okay. Oh, I bet we focus on the same quote. Go ahead. Are we playing yeah. the sound? Yeah, Go we're going to play, we gonna play Everybody KD. Everybody wants to see our team fail. Nobody likes Ben. Nobody likes Kat. Nobody likes myself. So it might be like that in every road arena. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something we got to deal with. I AD? Didn't, real quick, no. I didn't know you were going to focus on that. I'm very excited to see what you're going to say here. Because I bet it's the. I bet we agree. I'm going to say this. <laughs> KD, I like you. <laughs> I like the Nets. All right, Wiles doesn't like you. Nick hates your guts. But I like yep. you guys. All right? And I, I like you so much that I perhaps stupidly picked you to win the East. All right? And so I'm going to give you guys some advice. Okay. KD, he's, he's 
Is he a leader? Is he not? He's not even sure, right? I'll give you KD, that. this no. is what. <laughs> Here's some advice, KD. Be a leader. Go to your teammates and say, look, I, and I get it's one of 82, right? It's you, not, there are nights you're going to lose to some teams yeah. that are worse than you. But last night, when they are missing their three best players, mm-hmm. two of them superstars, when they are missing or when their fans are going off on your third best player in his first game back there, yes. when your second best player is just come back from a national controversy, yes. and when a national television audience is watching, you cannot lose that game, KD. And, and you lost because you didn't play hard, as your coach Jacques Vaughn said. So you got to go to your teammates and say, never again. Never that again. cannot happen again, oh, all right? It'll probably and, happen. And, and look, there's no bud list this week, so KD, take this as motivation. <laughs> wow. Ben, Kyrie, okay. Jacques, all you all right. guys, this was your motivation because there's no bud okay, list. Okay, so <laughs> we both keyed on that quote, I think for slightly different reasons, but a similar you idea. like KD? I mean, well, you know, I do like team, KD. Person, I do like you know. I do like KD as a person and as a basketball player. I like, you don't K- like KD the is the most. Well, listen, I'm a season ticket holder. I have four seasons. Yeah, but you, uh, you and go so there I, I go there and, and I support like good an basketball. Agent. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, but here is, I want to say something that you've said about LeBron, for a moment, which is LeBron's still going to get his numbers, but the reason we know he's not in his prime is because he no longer can regularly go to the over-my-dead-body gear. Right. That maybe we'll lose, but probably not. And you know why? Because of me. Mm-hmm. Because I will be the galvanizing force on all ends. And if we do lose, it's not going to be because I had any bullets left in my gun. Kevin Durant is supposed to still be in that part of his career. And he is still... One of the four best players in the entire sport, in my opinion, on any list. We can argue about the order, but somewhere in the top four. This was an important game. Not just because it's Philly. Not just because it's Ben. But because maybe a little momentum with Kyrie back. The fortunate schedule luck of you play the Grizzlies without their three best guys. Then you play the Sixers without their three best guys. And I have given Katie a pass on a lot of the I don't want to be a leader stuff that he thinks is not his job. But the leadership stuff that has to be his job is on the court, follow me. Their best guy is Tobias Harris. Okay. We have the lead late in the third quarter. It wasn't a game where sometimes Tobias even took over. No, I you're exactly. Right. It, right. it wasn't a game where even sometimes you're playing a, a bad team and they start the game 15 of 22 from three, and it's like okay, we're just not. You know, it's not going to be. That wasn't it. Right. This game was there for the taking. And Kevin Durant, one of the best basketball players I've ever seen, was three of seven from the field in the second half. Be 0 for 13. Not three of seven. Yeah, he, 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 and, right. and, and make it clear, this means something to Ben. It means something to me. It means something to Jacques. And that is the part of KD's lack of leadership that is an indictment on KD the player. And then there is the very smart point Kevin Wilds made oh. when we were talking about all of the mayhem surrounding Kyrie. Wilds, in his you know particular funny way, was like, here are the Nets issues. And then he was like, you know what the Bucks need to work on? <laughs> Defensive rebounding, maybe. Yeah, that's true. And you said with the Nets, he was like, you know what they're terrible at? It might have been the Nets you said it. Rebounding. But we're not oh. focused on that. Yeah. So now Ben's back in the fold, and Ky- Kyrie's back in the fold, and Nash is gone. 
And now all that stuff is is dispatched, at least for now. And you know what it turns out, Wilds? Team's just not that good. Yeah, they're not good. Some of the the issues they have roster-wise cannot be masked. And so they they can be beaten by anyone. And when Bruce's talking about them while it's making the finals, I, I, I see no scenario where they're ever better than Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, or Cleveland. I think right now... They are, Brew, they just lost to Philly's JV team. Right now, Miami, Chicago, Atlanta, Toronto all have as good of an argument as they do. That's eight teams. They are, they are absolutely on the board to miss the playoffs, even if Kyrie and Ben play the rest of the way. All right, Brew, I'm going to give you three things, three pieces of bad news. Oh. And I'm going to let you figure out which one is the worst. The first bad news is going to be a stat. Then I'm going to show you a low light, and then I'm going to play you a quote. The oh. first one is the stat. Offensive rebounding for the Nets. They were out-rebounded 20-4 to on their own uh, offensive rebounds. They're 28th in the league. And they just might not have the guys they that to get. So that's one size. bad stat. Here's a bad highlight. This was down seven in the fourth. Yes. There's 748 left. I'm like, you know what? If they get a stop here, oh. It's the opposite of getting a stop. <laughs> it's just a this whoops. is not a complicated basketball play. <laughs> and like, I mean, there are sometimes there's like, wow, that was a... And that's the two that's best KD, defenders right. on their team. And ben, that's right. KD and No ben. sense. Yeah. And here's the bad quote. Kyrie's it's right Jacques Vaughn talking about energy. Take a listen. My message to them was, um, and I'm, I'm as transparent and honest as I can be with those guys, is there's no way we're going to win games if we don't play hard. Every single possession, every night. It's just simple as that. And um, we'll play the guys who want to play hard. So, but, Wilds, that's, that's been – they carry themselves for three years like a team that has won titles and is, has earned the right to coast. They, they act like they can't be bothered to give a full 48 minutes of effort. And this has been a problem. It was put on Nash initially. Well, he's gone now. And it, it, the problem that sounded is – like, That sounds like – what you say when you're about to get fired. Yeah, like, nah, no it, it's a pervasive problem. Fit, well, the, to, to your point, the worst thing was the rebounding. Did, uh, of the three things you gave me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was the worst. But I, I'm going to say this, and Kyrie, as you saw, was in that play as well. I think, and I think Jacques Vaughn's done a very good job since I agree. he's been in the interim. I think he made a mistake when Kyrie came back. Because you could have had Kyrie come off the bench. As an, and the and it wouldn't have been being, a big deal. Right. right? It would have been, he's hey, been he's been eight games weeks. he's missed. Sure. He's not in basketball shape yeah. yet. He's going to, you know, got to get his rhythm, get the rust off. It wouldn't have felt like a demotion. And now if you do it at some point, it will feel that way. He's still the second best player on the team, clearly. But la- look at this graphic on the defense. Because we saw – before Kyrie was suspended, defense was horrible. Got It became the best defense in the league for a slight stretch. During the eight games off with Kyrie, they allowed 104 points, defensive rating 106, 36% opponent three-point shoot. Look at since he's been back, just, just the two games. Yeah. For 115, they're giving up. It's just and complete by the way, difference. But here's teams the thing. without their three best offensive right. players for all three of them. Absolute bunch of reserves they've yes. gone against. Now, Kyrie individually – Somehow the defense has That's been better right when he's there. out that there. That one is a bad one when he gets lost. Right, and it might – but the point is this. Not only is the defense gotten worse when Kyrie's out there, it's just bad, but also the spirit. 
the energy, the life that they play with. And I'm, I'm not saying bench him now, but I think that's something Jacques Vaughn has to keep an eye on. And if it continues like this, say they lose two of the next three or the next two games, and the defense has gone back to what it was before Kyrie was suspended, you might have to say we got to bring Kyrie off the bench. I think he'd be great in that role, and I think he has to accept it because if he doesn't, this could be his last year in the NBA, real talk. And so I think you could do that with him now. Uh, okay, well, I think that if you are already starting to reach towards the Kyrie Irving sixth man button, do you know the button that's just a couple uh, rotations away? Blow the whole thing up button. <sighs> that is, and they, at some point, Sean Marks is going to have to have a very honest conversation with himself of, is this salvageable? And if it is not, is the only route back to the Nets' relevance and respectability, well, respectability. being trading Kevin Durant yeah. and getting one of the biggest hauls in NBA history for one of the best players Would in the they? Because Remember, I mean, they weren't getting huge hauls over I, the summer. Well, that was because I think there were a lot of things at play there, including the fact that a lot of teams thought, like I thought, which was that the Nets were going to fold, that they were going to make a panic trade. If they were to... If they were to quietly shop him, it wouldn't be that quiet, I'm sure, I think you would see a team that says, why don't we go try to win the title right now? Because the other thing that's happened in the NBA so far this year is certainly out West, nobody looks like the favorite. The, The West looks as wide open as any conference as I can remember in recent NBA history where it's like there is no favorite out West right now. And so I... I'm not saying you're wrong about making Kyrie a sixth man eventually. What I am saying, Wilds, is I think that if you get to that place, you're not far from the this team is broken and we have to start over place. Would you get rid of KD? I, 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 I bet it goes the other way. I bet KD asked out. Again, he sees the writing on the wall. He knows it. Is Odell heading to Dallas? Oh, as a spectator, perhaps. You huh? clearly didn't buy my motivation. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Giants head to Dallas on Thanksgiving. Both teams are 7-3, although you wouldn't know it from the media coverage. (laughs) Line is a stout. That's true. I'm trying to <laughs> switch the narrative. Line is a stout nine and a half. Dallas, fresh off of a deep frying of the Vikings. 
So the question is, can the Cowboys prove, Brew, they're the best team in the NFC with another blowout win, which isn't going to happen. Oh, it's got to be a blowout. It's got to be a blowout win. A blowout would be impressive. It would make me take them seriously and think, okay, they are a legitimate contender. But I, I'm gonna, And I don't want to play the cliche, well, they can only prove it in the playoffs. But there's one game remaining. Assuming they take care of business, go win three of their next four, four, you know, four in a row or whatever. The one game where I would be like, oh, okay, they could win the NFC is Christmas Eve, Philadelphia. That's the one game left. Blowing the Giants out wouldn't do anything for you? Uh, it would impress me a tad. A tad? I don't think the Giants are that good. Uh, I, I think the defense is good. <laughs> I, I don't think the offense, they're going to run. And, and I'll be impressed, Coach, if the defense slows down the run game. Giants play I'm not close saying they got to shut them down. With but your beloved Cooper Rush out there. I mean, the, I, I, don't know. I don't think so it's even right. close to being impressive if they blow out the Giants. All season long, Brian Dayball's been pulling rabbits out of his hat. I mean, there's, there's no more rabbits to pull out of your hat. They've got four offensive linemen who aren't traveling. Two guys that are traveling. That. One's got a neck injury. The other one was sick. I mean, they're, they're, as, they're depleted. So if, if somehow Dallas figures out a way to blow them out, I don't think that's that impressive. I think it's much more impressive if the Giants somehow find a way to win this game. Yeah. That would be extremely. And impressive. then you would write off the Cowboys, probably. I wouldn't write. I, no, look, I don't. I mean, that Nick, type I don't of write loss off would be people bad. at game ten. Okay. You know, I, I like at some like point some... you got to write them off. I mean, at some <laughs> point, at some point they get written off. I don't know when you. That would 10. be a bad. I'm loss. just saying we were five and five when I'm in New England and won the Super Bowl. Guys, so I'm okay. just saying yeah. like you could get written off. Go. <laughs> Too early. I'll go last because you're the Giants guy. Yeah. And you Tell feel like the Giants win. are disrespected. Okay. You don't even like the premise of the question. I didn't like you're, the question. You're a big, they, you think they're going to win? You're a big records I'm guy. I'm not saying, yeah, believe it or not, I'm a big records yeah. guy, as yeah. is the entire league. <laughs> oh, guess what? You got a good record. You get to the playoffs. That's crazy. But for some oh, reason, man. the 7-3 that the Cowboys have and the 7-3 and three that the Giants have aren't equal. Like, well, look at point differential. Get out of here with schedule, point differential. I don't care about the schedule. I care about a team that's 7-3 and three and has been disrespected. And I didn't want to do this. I like to stay to the format of the show. But hit the music. Just do it. Like, I have to do it. I didn't want to do it. Oh, wow. Coach, yeah, we have to do it. Coach, do you know why? They call me the Puxitani Phil of football? I don't, but Well, is it me. because I'm covered with fur and living a log? Of course not. <laughs> it's because I can predict the future. So, segment within a segment. <laughs> Giants wow. over the Cowboys. Thanksgiving, 425. It starts. Put your turkey down and watch upset alert. Here's why. Saquon all day. We know that Saquon's going to run wild against the Cowboys' rush wow. defense. That is kind of one of the worst in the league. Reason number two, if you keep it close... And the Cowboys, uh, if you keep it close, this is what I mean. Keep it close. Brian Dayball don't play mistake-free football. You know, Danny Dines doesn't throw the ball to the other team, doesn't drop the ball. Do I think Mike McCarthy on a big stage will kind of make a mistake? Yes. And finally, it's this little piece of sound where I think we're getting a little bit too cute in Dallas. Take a listen. I saw you take a snap at halfback in uh, practice. Are you still lobbying for that? Yeah. That might be something that's coming up. You know, just never know. I'm just taking snaps. No, we're nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Maybe Micah Parsons will <laughs> score a touchdown like Refrigerator Perry in the Super Bowl. So so I'm picking Cowboys wow. outright win. Giants outright win. Giants outright <laughs> win. <laughs> Gosh, the the mainstream media got to me. <laughs> yeah, the Giants outright so win. I actually, unlike – so 
Unlike these two, which I was surprised by your answer, but I feel like you're trying to hedging a bit for your buddy Dable, trying to build well, I, in a I'm little. Just trying to be a little. You went a little far. I would be no four offensive linemen not traveling and two that are banged that. up. Like, next so man up. So, next man yeah, up. Yeah, hold on, but let me let me answer. If the Cowboys blow them out, I will believe in them because it's a short the. It is a short week. I do think the Giants are an exceptionally well-coached team. I do think that the the Giants, I understand the offensive line injuries. They ran on them 25 times for 167 Mm -hmm. yards the last time. And that the the Giants will go into this game doing, I would imagine, trying to do to Micah Parsons what, if I may for a moment, I saw the Chiefs do to Nick Bosa, which is – just run right at him, as you talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Have that be the game plan to neutralize his pass rush, make him worry about you guys cut blocking him, and make him worry about having to defend the run. So I think the Giants are going to go into this game trying to just have it be a four-point game in the fourth quarter. That's right. And then something wacky happen or a ball bounce their way. Mm-hmm. If the Cowboys, it is hard to blow out a team in those circumstances. I think sometimes teams go into a game, the David versus Goliath strategy, and they're trying fake onside kicks and trick plays to try to steal a victory the way undermanned team, and then those teams can get blown out. Sometimes they, I don't think the Giants look at this as we're, you know, we're the huge underdog. I think, so if the Cowboys under those circumstances are able to blow them out, then I will have to begrudgingly because I wanted to write the Cowboys off after, forget week 10, week one. I tried to write them off. I was like, quarterbacks hurt, team stinks. I didn't like them. I will begrudgingly have to respect this fact that nobody, I've heard nobody say this on television, but it's true. Since Dak came back, they're the highest scoring team in the NFL. Now, that doesn't really fit my eyes, but it is what is the case. They are scored the most points in football per game since Dak came back. Pollard, Zeke's injury has kind of been a blessing in disguise for the team because they've been forced to feed Pollard mm-hmm. more. And the defense, after a kind of rough game against, who was it? That the, they had back the bad back loss. Rough game. Yeah, back, the Packers. It, 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 against the Packers. And the Bears ran for Right, but the Packers game is Both correct. Games. The Packers game is the one that I was thinking of, though. The... The defense got back to form against the Vikings. So if the Cowboys on a short week on national TV can show the maturity of a team that I don't know they've always shown, which is we're coming off a dominating win, we're, ever, you know, we're talking about Odell and Super Bowls, all those things, yeah. but we can lock in and blow out the Giants, then I'll believe in them. Can, can but also, I don't think that's happening. Can we just acknowledge there's a difference between offensive linemen one through five and – Five through ten. Oh, coach, coach let that go. Coach, well, coach I mean, you got to believe. It's a big part of running the ball. Like it, it does so you, you sound like you think the Cowboys are going to blow them out. Look, I, I picked the Giants with Thank my you, heart. Yeah. But when you're looking objectively at the amount of injuries the Giants are dealing with on a short week, it's a pretty high mountain to climb. You, you coach, are, you hear that? You got to tell me this stuff before I do the upset. <laughs> Uh, and another day, another flirtatious Dallas uh, rumor with Odell. This time it's Dak weighing in on the former and maybe future Giant. Take a listen. When we're playing like that and you're able to add a talent like uh, like Odell, um, that, that can be special. Obviously, that just creates more weapons uh, for not only me but for this offense, for the play caller, uh, and more things for the defense to worry about. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're getting them in. Hopefully, uh, everything's going, going great in the recruiting process. Uh, he knows how much. Um, I've, I've won him here, uh, and a lot of these guys in this locker room I've seen have reached out on their own and in different ways to make sure that 
uh, yeah, he understands that this is a team that he can help, and we want him to come help. It's just ridiculous. It, it <laughs> is ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> process. every other day, every other star, I mean, my goodness, it, it, this is ludicrous now. I see no benefit to this. Like, if you get him, great, but you could have done all this behind the scenes. Now, I see no positive benefit to going after Odell like this because even if you get him, mm-hmm. now there's going to feel, there's going to be all this pressure like, oh, my gosh, we got the best receiver in the league. He's 30 years old coming off a second ACL injury. And they're talking about him like he's about to be Jerry Rice in his prime. I, I'm all in for the recruiting. I, I'm all, oh, look, if coach. you want a guy, go get a guy. And, and they want this So guy what back. if he doesn't go well, there? Well, he, here's what, look, when he went to the Rams, he had 26 catches in the regular season. His catch percentage in the playoffs was 80%. His impact was significant. If you can go get a mercenary at the end of the season where it's not going to affect the chemistry of the locker room and it gives you a boost... Why wouldn't you do it? I, I'm, I'm all in for this. That's, right, well, that's very surprising. Here's my question, though, on that. Why do you think Odell's not signed yet? Great question. Because he's been hurt. Right. So He's it, just coming off his injury. Uh, agree. I think it's on the board that Odell plays for no one this year. <laughs> I think it is on the it's board be on that the, board. the reason – the Cowboys clearly want him. And nobody's going to – I don't think money's the issue because the money's going to be tiny for no matter what it is because it's for a few weeks and you don't really get paid for the playoffs anyway. Mm-hmm. I think the reason Odell hasn't signed yet is because Odell's not ready to play yet. And if you're not ready to play by Thanksgiving, then I don't think – and I lo- everybody knows how much I love Odell. This is not – and I don't have inside information on this. I haven't talked to him. It's just me speculating from what's been happening. I think it is. I think the most likely Odell team for 2022 is nobody. Wow. I think that maybe 2023 he plays, but I think this year we are reaching the point of no return on him being able to play. Oh, I like that take. Also, next year, Patriots cap, third most cap space. Did you know that? Oh, that's great. Yeah, just yeah. put it out there, Mac Jones. <laughs> OBJ. Uh, Pat Bev. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I trust. I, you know what? I think it would, Coach. I don't think so. I don't think so. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're going to stay in Phoenix, where a mean shove from Pat Bev rose again. This time, DeAndre Ayton missed her 94 feet, then went about 250 feet back to the locker room. He got ejected. Uh, suspension may be on route. Yeah. Here's some post-game comments from Pat and Booker. It's unfortunate that it happened on national TV. But, uh, you know, me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a, I'm a big fan of protecting my teammates, and uh, I'm a big fan of a, I'm a, I'm a foxhole guy. And, uh, you know, I put on a jersey, and I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of my motto. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a foxhole guy. So, very unfortunate situation, though. Man, it's just more than it was supposed to be. Um, Pat needs to stop pushing people in the back, man. Push them in the chest. That's all I got to say. Uh, meet you in the middle, push him in the side, officially. Not in the back, not in the chest, in the side. Uh, did you like Pat Bev, <laughs> a.k.a. He's a foxhole guy, like. or you do not like guys He's in the a foxhole. Laker now. Yeah. He's in the foxhole with LeBron. He needs to be out of the league. Oh, come oh, on. God. Guys, 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 guys. 
He's the worst player in the league. No, he's not. Okay, well, offensively, he literally is. He is literally the worst offensive player in the league. What's I can name? show Mr. you. 94 feet. Hold, hold on a second. Mr. 24 I, I'm going to talk about him, uh, the, the player, and then the person. Okay. Can we? I think we can show it. I think we have the full screen. His, his offensive numbers on the year are as bad as you can get. Literally, the lowest field goal percentage in basketball. If you like the advanced numbers, which I'm not always a fan of, but I'll give them to you. PER, you see that 5.3? Yeah. That's the second worst in basketball. Oh, well, there Just you go. like his true shooting and offensive <laughs> rating are the <laughs> second worst of every player in the sport. And his offensive box score plus minus, if you like that, and effective field goal percentage are dead last of every player in the sport. So offensively, he's the worst player in the sport. No. Defensively, yes, bro. They're yes. guys that aren't playing. They wouldn't be worse. Okay, let me. That are worse than uh, him. Of any player that plays, the other guys who aren't playing, I guess we'll never know. It's a box that's never opened. But of the guys who get to play, he's the worst. Okay. Defensively, <laughs> he's average at best at this point in his career. Average at best. To quote a wise philosopher, Pat Bev be tricking y'all. Oh! And has been doing it for quite some time. Mm. And then you add this stuff. What's he's this stuff? Dirty plays that could hurt people. Oh. Wild. I, I, listen, what am I? What do they call me? Young Mr. People? Consistency. They, they call co- you Mr. Consistency. Thank you. And so as Mr. Consistency, mm-hmm. I have to take the same approach I took when Jokic did this to the Morris twin. And I said he should okay, be suspended. You. you can't shove people from the back. And you really can't when you're Side. awful. His whole point is to be out there as a nuisance. And it's there's a place for that. Not, you, not no, no. There, there is isn't. a place. The, no, no, look, back okay. in your day, he, he, maybe, but not anymore. Well, you, you're lucky I didn't have the young people be soft graphic. Uh-huh. All right, because I should break that out. But I, I'll give you this: it was a bad play. He should be suspended for a game. Yeah, there's sure. no doubt about it. Because we are all fortunate that he didn't hurt DeAndre Ayton. Of course. And remember, and definitely, I love what D. Book said. Because I don't think Pat Bev is like a chump, like he's afraid of people. But you you got to p- push somebody when they're looking at you. Of course. When he pushed Chris Paul in the playoffs. That was bad. You're lucky because you brought up Jokic. He hurt Mark Eve Morris. Now, granted, he's a lot bigger than Bev. I mean, this is but when so you push bad. somebody okay, from Yeah, you push somebody ago. from behind and they're not braced for it, you could really hurt somebody. And so that's why I'm, I'm with you, Nick, on the suspension. And only, I think a game. But we all know this is how Pat Bev stayed in the league. And that's how also how and he's going to get himself out of the league. And there's a place for that, though. Thank you, bro. Because when he's on your team, and I, I think he gets on his teammates' nerves to some yeah. degree. You know, when you're saying that LeBron and AD get to play with me. stuff. I think some of that gets on guys' nerves. But there is a place for a guy who a hockey scares girl? the other you're team. You're right. Like, it's when he's on the, the floor, you have to worry about so him like, so doing actually, something. Gonna, and there's a place for that. I'm going to flip it. Do you think that a tough team identity matters? I Yes. I don't think people think he's tough. Okay, but hold on. I let, think they think he's uh, dirty. Let me, I think both. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Draymond did a podcast with J.J. Redick, and he said the turning point of the Celtics series, and it may or maybe it was, maybe it was, is when he stood over Jalen Brown and nobody did anything. Well, this uh, just happened, uh. and Patrick Bev is the guy to do something. No. Who's going to do it? LeBron in his cool jacket? No. 
Is AD going to do it? He's standing right there not doing anything. Russ right. can't do it. Hold That's on. kind of beneath He Russ. went a little far, but I like and, and, you and like Reeves the is on the ground. Wait, just, qu- just quickly for a second. Because I understand you guys think that I'm over the top saying you should be out of the league. Now, to be fair, it, I've been saying that for three years. I think the first and time it I said it, been right for three years. Oh, okay, the, th- Mr. Consistency. Yeah. Thank you, Wilds. I said it after the Chris Paul thing. He should be out of the league. There's no place for it. There's no need for it. No. I understand you guys disagreeing with that. That's fair. Are you arguing that right now he helps the Lakers? Are you uh, the whole package? You don't get to just say the because now it's a Darvin Ham question. Should Patrick Beverly get one minute of playing time? Is the question. You can't just say he adds these things and ignore the stuff I said on the front end. He is the worst offensive player in the entire sport by any metric. And you have this other stuff. Should he play? Do you think that? I say no. You want to have a They're a bad you, team, period. You want to be so Adonis Aslam? Fine. I don't have a problem he doesn't with play. him. I don't have a problem. All right, we're going to move on. And I like, I'm with you, Wilder. Thanks, like, You need a you know little what? I'm on the ground. Young You're being guy be that comes over You ain't young. Me. You like me. You're, uh, you're looking true. ahead, LeBron expected to return Friday against the Spurs. AD had another great game last night. 37-21, bunch of blocks. Here are his numbers with and without LeBron. Tell me if anything jumps out, like more points, <laughs> more rebounds. And better shooting. So, question. Way more free throws, which isn't on the graphic. But, uh, I'm going to yep. send it to you, Nick. Do yeah. you expect AD to be better or worse when LeBron comes back? Well, do I think he's going to average 33 and 15? No, I don't think he would average that moving forward, even if LeBron were done for the year. Okay. Do I think it is in Anthony Davis's world of possibilities, in his control, to be a top eight player in the league when LeBron comes back? Yeah. You know why? Because he was when he first got there. His first year with the Lakers, he was 26 and 9. That year in the playoffs, he was 28 and 10. That year in the Western Conference Finals, through the first two games of the finals, game three of the finals, he had 15 points, kind of fell off. He was 32 and 8 with all world defense against Jokic and then in the finals uh, against the Heat. The idea that he can't be unbelievable alongside LeBron, we know is incorrect. We saw it, and it led to a championship. The question is, is is Anthony Davis going to reach back and grab that brew as he did when he first got there? I agree with you. Numbers got to go down because LeBron's going to get 25 himself, seven rebounds, but he can be as dominant. Now, here's the challenge for Darvin Ham, the Lakers, and LeBron. LeBron, Nick, has never in his life not been the best player on his team. Correct. And that is in the judge. You can talk all you want about handing the torch. Sure. I want him to take. But you've never been not the best guy. Will there be like a natural reaction to, I got to be the man. I can't be number two. And so that's they've got to work that out because AD should be the guy. And what you also see with these Lakers is obviously they're not better without LeBron, but everybody's making plays. Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, Russell Westbrook, AD. Like, yeah. And they, they're not waiting for LeBron just to make the play. I'm not going where you're going. I'm no, just you're saying right, they're not waiting for LeBron to do it all. You're certainly so not they've got to keep doing that. they got to keep doing that when LeBron gets back. Because what were you saying? They're, they're moving the ball more. And yeah, they, and they've and, and they, they got to keep doing it. Yeah. You're not where I'm at. No, no. <laughs> Light years away. From where are you at? You're saying send it back in. I'm at LeBron has over 10,000 assists. But this pass will be the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> Passing the torch. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Uh, time now for afternoon headlines. First, welcome back to First Things First, brought to you by Alka-Seltzer Plus. Amazing fast cold and flu relief. Check in on Aaron Rodgers' weekly McAfee appearance, where he broached the idea of retirement, saying, quote, I don't know if it's going to be after this season or after uh, three more seasons. I'm... Yeah. Nick, your reaction? He's not retiring. Yeah. He knows it's not going to be after this season. You know why? Because he would be forfeiting $60 million. I think I'll come back for that. And so I just I find it a little disingenuous. I don't know how much longer Aaron Rodgers is going to play, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that barring you know some catastrophic injury, God forbid, that he's playing next year, and he knows he's playing next year, and I think it's total nonsense to act like that's in question. It is not in question that $59.45 million that he gets if he plays next year, he's getting. Yeah, let's fast forward to the next year where he gets $49 million. He's not retiring that year either. Okay. $59 million, $49 million. Now, the, the third year, I think it only goes down to $29 million. So he could possibly retire. 29, I'm putting my Yeah, he up. could possibly retire <laughs> at that point. But if he retires now, uh, it's terrible for his legacy. You demand personnel uh, input. You, you have their star receiver get traded because all of the, the money that you need to have and then you're going to walk out when the team is, is struggling. It, it's, it's ruining your legacy. It's not only mm. ruining your legacy, it's like pouring gas on your legacy wow. and lighting it on fire. Oof. I think it would be terrible. Can and I, I, and, I, and, and I also want to say it's terrible to even talk about it because the team's struggling. Why are you always talking about your future? And, and, and why don't you talk about what you're going to do to help the team right now? Uh, okay, I'll, I'm not with you on the legacy stuff because I, I think Aaron's at the point where nothing he does negatively is going to impact his legacy. Like, I think he's set. If he wins another Super Bowl, can help his legacy. I don't think he can hurt it because he's 39, and if he falls off, okay. I'm with you, Coach, though, on why are you saying this? Because you're right. He's not retiring. So, the, to me, this is another example of bad intangibles and why he has only been the one Super Bowl. Has it been the great leader that we think he should be? Because you're bringing, why are you even bringing it up? Even if it's in the back of your mind, don't bring it up. Just say, I got three years left on my deal. And if you retire in February, nobody's going to be like, oh, but you said you were coming back. Sure. This is why they lost Devontae Adams. Because you were fooling around with retirement. No, and it's so, because you demanded to get paid all that money. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's, but that's they could have. But Devontae then they offered Devontae more than than the Raiders did. The, and I think the I think day. it was a, I think it was a combination. Guys, say something. Mm -hmm. I am like, and it's rare because me and Mangini's relationship is not usually in this direction. But I'm like a proud parent right now. Oh, really? <laughs> Listening to Coach Mangini within 60 seconds of his answer start talking about legacies. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, the take stuff is rubbed off of it. I loved it so much. I was so proud. I was like, this is, I was a little, you know, I was like a disappointed parent a second ago when I'm like, Jesus, offensive line injuries. Who cares? Boring. But now, talking to Roger Lazy, I'm like, yes. We are in there. Great job, Coach. I love it. Speaking of other quarterbacks' futures. I don't know how to feel at this point. Let's turn our attention to Zach Wilson. He threw uh, nine completions and one pithy remark in the post-game press conference, and now he's on the bench. The Jets rolling with Mike White. We've already done this. We did it last year. It works and then it doesn't work. But here's Robert Sala. The big thing I want to make sure I address on this one, um, just want to make sure you guys all listen to this very carefully, please. Uh, 
Zach's career here is not over. I know that's going to be the narrative. I know that what, that's what everybody wants to wants to shout out, and that's not even close to the case. The intent, the full intent, is to make sure Zach gets uh, gets back on the football field at some point this year. Okay. I thought he handled that well. Can I read some tweets, Wilds? I mean, is it is it going to be interesting or boring? Well, they're your tweets. <laughs> oh, they're mine. <laughs> great. Then. Uh, Kevin Wilds, four hours ago. The Jets have no idea what they're doing for the fourth consecutive decade. Mm. Zach Wilson outplayed Josh Allen 17 days ago. And now the Jets are giving up on the guy. It's madness. Yeah. So Wilds is the only person on the Zach Wilson deserves more time corner, which I respect that. Thanks. Here's where I think it's misguided. I think the NFL media has tricked fans into believing missing on a quarterback high in the draft is just devastating to the franchise. That's not what's devastating. Guys miss on top five picks all the time. Missing on a quarterback and sticking with him is what's devastating. In 2017, the Chicago Bears drafted Mitch Trubisky at number two. Stuck with him even though he clearly wasn't the right guy, and it was devastating to them. The San Francisco 49ers in that same draft Drafted Solomon Thomas at number three. Didn't hurt him seemingly at all. They made him Super Bowl a couple years later. Sure. Got close. They've been really good. They, Solomon Thomas on his third team since then. If you picked the wrong guy, pulling the ripcord is the only thing you can do. And they picked the wrong guy. And so I think I thought Sala Wilds handled it well, and I think they're making the right decision. In, in fairness it, to the Bears, though, Mitch Trubisky did some good things early on. Okay, I went back through and looked at Zach Wilson's you know game by game over the last couple of years, and outside of maybe the Tennessee game, I think it was like game three or four, where he had almost 300 yards and uh, a couple touchdowns. Like that was the high water mark very early in his tenure. But it's hard to find the games where you're seeing some progress. And, and with a quarterback, just like any player, they can get better. Right. Tom Brady got a lot better, but, and, and sometimes it takes more time for, for one guy than it does another guy, but it's just not seeing the progress from, from him. Yikes. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I see something in Zach Wilson, all right? But what I will say is that I don't think they're pulling the ripcord. Like, I, I think Salah is being fairly honest. Look, obviously they want Mike White to play well, and if he plays well and they win, we won't see Zach Wilson again this season. But I think we give up on these young quarterbacks way too early. That's what I'm it saying. It was not too long ago people were saying Justin Fields was a bust. It was last season a lot of people were thinking Jalen Hurts was a bust. Look, Tua. this is eight years. Well, Tua, 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 Tua is, for, is a great Geno Smith. Now, I'm not saying he's about to have a great career, but he went eight bad years. Uh, you got to be really patient. <laughs> no, I, I hear you, Coach. That's I, the and epitome I, of patience. Well, well Rich and Cannon they really emerged in 12 years. Gino yeah. in between that. Right, but you hear what I'm saying? Like, I just think we, we draft these quarterbacks now because they want to build around them when the quarterback's not making money. And when they're not good right away, People are ready to just say, what, oh, they're a bust, would, and they might later on be pretty good. What would you Develop do, at different rates. I, I was upset. I don't even like them. I'm not a Jets fan, and somehow I got pushed into this corner of, like, defending Zach Wilson, even though it's my Patriots no, that sent him packing. I think it's, because this is yeah, what I thought was unfair. I thought it was a well-posited question from the reporter. Like, hey, do you think you let the defense down? And I think he quickly said no. And – from where I sat, I was like, oh, that's not how he's viewing the game. 
a, a 3-3 game that we won on a punt return. And it felt like everybody jumped on that. So all of a sudden, if the guy had a better response, like, you could take accountability. Okay, yeah, it's all my fault. It's all my fault. Offensive yeah, coordinator, LaFleur is saying it's all his fault. You lose the locker room. 21 yards passing. I get it. I don't want to lost the locker room. What if the lock players don't want to play for? Lost the locker room. Here, a, catch the ball. No, you lost me. I don't care about losing the locker room. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying like it was all his fault, but... You know, when you're up at the podium and someone says, you think you could have done better, which is essentially what the question but, was? No, but the question was, do you feel like you let the defense down? And he said no. Well, but it wasn't. But it clearly, clearly let the, the defense down. From the reporting I, around the team, that clearly was indicative of how he carries himself and how his teammates view him. Right. It was not a one-off bad comment. It Again, it is very, very difficult to get a, extra chances when you're terrible and yeah. not that well liked. This final point, and that appears got to go to yeah. tears. The Patriots have beaten the Jets 14 straight times. Yeah, doesn't matter who's back there. Well, gonna, well, every time we Jets meet, you want to switch quarterbacks. Game, that coach. Last time they beat him in Foxborough. That's a true story. Look it up, America. And Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, Cleveland too. Welcome back to the show, and thank you for joining us. As you know, last night, a secretive committee of students, scholars and Syracuse alums met in the city that never sleeps to burn that midnight oil and deliver the best segment in all of sports television. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Nick's Tears. It is, and we would like to welcome in all the viewers that just finished watching Belgium get a 1-0 win. Cash Let's that go. bet, Wilds. Let's go. Woo-hoo! The committee's out here making World Cup bets and preparing <laughs> the greatest tears the NFL world's ever seen. Eliminated group. This group is growing. We're now at 12 teams eliminated. The Bears re-eliminated as they got to win some games. Re-eliminated. They were the only team ever uneliminated, but then Justin Fields got hurt, so now they're re-eliminated. The Cardinals eliminated as well. And also, this is kind of a a reverse tiers. That that is in order. So the Texans are the worst team. Broncos and Panthers play each other this weekend. The total in that game is 35 points. Never seen it before in an NFL game ever. It's like Army-Navy. There's the eliminated tiers. All right. Hanging by a thread. It saddens me to put one of the most talented quarterbacks, the NFL, well, that's the eliminated tiers, but let's go to hang by a thread if we could. One of the most talented quarterbacks the league has ever seen is hanging by a thread, ever. as are the Packers and the Falcons. Okay. <laughs> and so they are all hanging by, I'll just tell you what it is. They're all hanging by a thread. All right, go away. These two teams, sorry. That's Washington, and that is the New England Patriots. I'll get ahead of the graphics. I'm not worried about it. That's who they are. Here's why they need to go away, guys. We can't have one of these two teams take a playoff team from an otherwise exciting team. We want Seattle in the playoffs and Geno, not Washington and Taylor Heineke. We want the Chargers or the Bengals in the playoffs, not Mac Jones and Olds. Oh, listen, we're going to run, run, run. We don't want it. Go away, please. Jimmy G sweepstakes. One of these teams is going to pay massive amounts of money for Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason. I don't know if it will be the Giants. I don't know if it will be the Jets. I do know he will be a back page cover boy many, many a time, and he'll get a lot of money, and those teams will then be gravely disappointed. But that's where they're at. And both of them, by the way, both those New York teams, amazing starts to the season. It could go sideways real quick for both of them if they don't get a couple wins in their next three games. Next. Maybe went around. Chargers, Seahawks, Titans. 
I, all three of these teams should make the playoffs. The Chargers got some work to do, but they should make the playoffs. None of them, I believe, can make it to the conference championship game. All of them, if they were to win a round, it would be considered a very successful season. Granted, the Chargers had higher preseason expectations, but they have been for the seventh consecutive year ravaged by injury. They should be playoff teams. They could be frisky in round one. Do you guys remember Rod Smart? Oh, yeah. He was better known as he hate me. This tier is they hate me. <laughs> they being the fan base is me being Nick Wright. They hate me because I have been consistent truth teller about all three of these teams. Good records, varying levels of scary, but wildly overrated by Vegas and by the other general media. The, the folks couldn't get over the fact, oh, my God, Philly hasn't lost. But, Wilds, what is this not? It is not the standings. It's not the standings, and thank God for that, because that that's why we don't get we don't get uh, polluted by record. We knew the Eagles had some issues, as shown in the loss to Washington, and then a very bad win if such a thing exists against the Colts. The Vikings' issues have been well established, and the Bills haven't looked dominant in over a month. Next, super scary. Different reasons, but can't help but be quite afraid of all three of these teams. Afraid of the Bucks flatly because of their quarterback. Afraid of the Cowboys because when they look good, they do look dominant on both sides of the ball. And afraid of the Ravens because for the first time in NFL history, a team has played 10 games and has had a double-digit lead in all 10 games. They've been up 10-plus points in every game they've played this year. Super Bowl blueprint, we've seen it done before. Young quarterback on a rookie contract, spend your money, surround them with talent, mm. surround them with star receivers, go out and you can do it even if you maybe have young or an inexperienced coach. Broussard, you look like you're wanting to chime in, my friend. Yeah, I'm in pain. I'm Why? In pain. Okay, look, I get your Kansas City bias and you're going to have them atop the where, tiers. I'm just, where would the I even get that tiers, you right? had your pick. San Francisco in the Super Bowl, so they're going to be high oh, above the tiers. Yet, yeah. But to put the Cincinnati Bengals, I even give you Miami because you've been listening to me talk up to in the sure. Dolphins, so you, you're giving them some love. I get it. To have the Bengals mm -hmm. ahead of the Buffalo Bills, why? There, there is no reason why you would have the Bengals ahead of the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo's got a better quarterback. Their defense holds opponents to fewer points. Their offense scores more points. The Bengals just got beat a few weeks ago by the Cleveland team. Actually beat handily. The, the Cleveland team that Buffalo just beat yeah. with ease. Yeah, it was with well, ease. I, I know it was one touchdown. Okay, it was with ease. With ease All right, fine. and so I just don't get okay. Buffalo's coming off a good win. Josh Allen showed that he's checking down. He's playing smarter. The running game has, was better than ever with Devin Singletary and James Cook. Yeah. And they, the defense is starting to get healthy. Jordan Poyer back. Uh, 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 Tre Davis White on his way back. Like, we'll see. What? Okay. I don't get it. Okay, How can so they be I, so low? Well, uh, the, so I'm just curious. You said one thing that I find interesting. Why is Josh Allen better than Joe Burrow? He what, just is. But based on what? I'm just curious. It can't be based on accomplishments. Can't be based on Pro Bowls. Can't be based on stats this year. Can't be based on college career. Can't be based. What is it? It's what? eye test, and I do think he's he's just a better quarterback. Okay, so Joe he Burrow, runs better. Joe Burrow certainly he and it throws at to least as good. Oh, he certainly runs better. He's a better running back than Joe Burrow. And he's There's a no better, doubt about that. At, at least I don't know. Equal pass. I don't know. Listen, I know that the best moment of Josh Allen's career, the pinnacle, 
was losing to the Chiefs in the AFC title game and losing to the Chiefs in the divisional round. Joe Burrow, I'll give him credit. He is one for one against the Chiefs in the playoffs, something Josh Allen can't say. Coach, you also have an issue with that tier oh. before I even get to the top two. I, I don't know how you have the Eagles with five teams above them, and I know we don't count the records because – It's not the standings. Because it's very convenient. And it's actually going to be seven teams it's, above them, to be Okay, fair. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying at this point we've got yeah. five teams. It's very convenient not to count the standings. But, but what, what don't you like about the Eagles? They're, they're good on offense in almost every category. They're good on defense in almost every category. Their giveaway takeaway ratio is one of the best that's been seen that at this point. That concerns me. That's been, that's been seen like six, seven years. Yeah. Okay. And then you've got Jalen Hurts, who's, who's mature. He's got leadership. Mm-hmm. He's got perspective. He's shown poise. Yeah, they struggled a little bit against the Colts. But they came back to win the game, mm-hmm. and then you're going to reward Kansas City for doing the same thing against the Chargers. No, no, no. And, and, and the Chargers All only out. have one more win than the, than the Colts have, okay. but, but somehow that okay. doesn't I'm not, matter because by the way, you're inherent. I'm not City rewarding Fox. Kansas City. Kansas City is not moving up from where they were last week or the week That's before. Right. They are simply maintaining where they are. And, uh, and, okay, if anyone wants to sit here and actually argue the Chiefs aren't the best team in football, I'll listen to them, but no one actually believes that. So let's talk about the Eagles for a moment. My concern about the Eagles are the two points you made at the end. The first one is those the turnover numbers were so historically aberrant. And we saw against Washington. Finally had some bad turnover luck go against them, and they lost. One and bounce so, out of a guy's the, hand. The other one, there was a clearly no, a face mask. I know. No, that's why that I said bad never luck. Happened. The other one was <laughs> no. like a 60-yard completion. The guy got of up. Of course. No, okay, that's we're my talking point. about like. No, no, no. It's bad luck. But my point is, is that I think some of the undefeated run was based on the opposite of that. Some good turnover luck. So I don't think they were quite as good as the record indicates. The last thing you mentioned is Jalen Hurts. In that game-winning drive against Indy, down six late in the fourth quarter, Ben Solak had this stat. First team in recorded NFL history to run the ball as much as they did and not throw the ball down a full score late in the fourth quarter trying to come back. The Eagles don't seem to trust Jalen to be a true drop-back passer. That's why it's hard for me to trust Jalen. Now to the top two well, teams. On sometimes the, team. the box just dictates that you're – I know you hate you hate oh. running so bad. No, I just – you know. You hate it so I much. don't hate it. But if it, just, but if it works passing. and you win, I yeah, guess okay. you should I be just, right, listen, We'll just see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see where the, it all shakes out with the Eagles. Uh, 52 of 53, the second-best team in football. The San Francisco 49ers, 52 of 53. What could that mean? Well, in the NFL, rosters are 53 men, and the Niners have 52 of them checked off. If only they had the quarterback, maybe they could be number one. And then there's number one. That's hate. And this number one has a new name. It is Dynasty on Deck. And let me explain myself here. (laughs) When Kansas City wins this Super Bowl, as Kevin Wilde said, would be a massive disappointment if they don't. They would be 5-for-5 in Mahomes' career to make the AFC title game, 3-for-5 to make the Super Bowl, 2-for-5 to win it. It would be the greatest start to a career in NFL history with the possible exception of Tom Brady's, but I would argue with you about that. But more importantly, every other team in the AFC 
is we going in the wrong direction? Baltimore, the Chargers, Miami, and Cincinnati, they all have to pay their quarterbacks, so they have to pare down the roster. Las Vegas and Denver and Cleveland, two in the same division, traded away future draft picks to try to get Kansas City this year. That bill comes due, and Buffalo is in one of the worst cap situations in football next year. The Chiefs, meanwhile, extra picks, extra cap space, and another Super Bowl. You know what that sounds like? Quite Next dynastic. Oh. There's the week 12 tiers. Go right yeah, ahead that, and get the wild. That, that, that dynasty's been on deck for quite Oh, it's been loaded. <laughs> dynasty been loaded. A while since they raised the banner. So it's been a long at bat for them. Yeah, the yeah, Patriots in their, in their initial dynasty point. missed the playoffs in the middle of it. So, you know what? Some, yeah. You're not going to win the Super Bowl every year. Okay. Go right ahead. Speaking of the Patriots, I would like to move us up certainly above the Jets to maybe win a game. If the playoffs started today, which would be odd, playoffs before Thanksgiving, we would face the Titans. And you'd be like, hmm, maybe might win. We're in the playoffs, so here's the three reasons why I want to move above the Jets, certainly. Mm-hmm. Reason number one, franchise buster. You, uh, poor Zach Wilson, five and two. It's two losses to New England Patriots. Next thing you know, whole franchise has to question their draft decisions <laughs> and the future of what they're doing with the team. Mm-hmm. Reason number one. Reason number two, Coach, you'll love this one. Oh, a dominant defense. Where are the Patriots' top five defensively? Well, points, sacks, rushing touchdowns, passer ratings, interceptions, we're all there. This is a great defense that's flying under the radar. Oh, it can't be the defense. It has to be Zach Wilson. Ah, Maybe it's a little bit of both. And finally, reason number three, and this is what you really want to hear. Guess who's back? Oh, stop it. You guys scored three points. The whole, your whole defense is Zach Wilson. Your whole defense of Zach Wilson is that your quarterback also only got three points Not in that game. Not out there playing tennis. It is a team sport. So we scored ten points and won the game. And what was the big issue with Mac Jones? Ball security and interceptions. Yeah. I looked at that camera, that very camera. I said, Mac Jones, stop throwing the ball to the other team. And he looked at me and said, you know what? I won't. I'll throw it to Patriots. I said, great job. He hasn't thrown an interception 10 consecutive quarters, unlike Patrick Mahomes, okay. Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Burrow, Allen, Lamar. I don't know. Right. If you like facts, I, can, I know you do. You know when I, will, when I will promote the Patriots? When losing to them is not such a devastating franchise embarrassment that you either fire your coach or bench your quarterback. They beat the Colts, Frank Wright, get out of here. They beat the Jets, Zach Wilson, you're done. They, when losing to you guys is not, it's just expected rather than franchise shattering embarrassment, then I'll move you up. Watch out, Vikings. <laughs> just saying. Oh, it's going to be a sad Thanksgiving in Minnesota. Uh, is Baker officially done? Answer, yes. Oh, I ruined the tease. Uh, first things wow. first. Wow. Uh, now entering the no bull zone, sponsored by Credible. You get great rates. You don't have to deal with any of the bull. Broncos at Panthers Sunday. Both teams have three wins. Panthers also have three quarterbacks. Sam Darnold gets the start this weekend. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take this segment off, guys. Three right. or none. You were taking this one <laughs> no, off? No, this is you your guys guy. go ahead. I got to get some Nick coffee. loves Baker Mayfield. I know. Baker he had the nerve to rip me about Jimmy G. Uh-huh. And even Russ. At least they're still starting. Uh-huh. I am. All right. Nothing to say. What? I don't know. Wilds hasn't asked the question yet. What's the question? Baker officially done as a starter. You go ahead, bro. It feels like you want to talk about you it. You know what? No. no oh. He's not. He may be done this year, but he could take the Marcus Mariota, Mitch Trubisky route. Next year, you go back somebody. Maybe you back up Tom Brady. Back up a veteran who's clearly the guy. 
learn for a year and come back next year maybe with a shot. They're always bad teams that need a bridge quarterback. And I think Baker's shown enough humility, Coach. This, That's true. You know, since he's been in Carolina, that he could be a backup somewhere. Yeah, I really liked what Baker did when he bet on himself to go to Carolina. I thought that showed a lot of uh, maturity and, and self-confidence, and it hasn't worked out. But the, at least you're seeing that, that he has that, that potential. But I think you're right, Brew. He's going to have to go somewhere, sit behind somebody else, be, as opposed to someone paying him to be the starter. Ideally, he does that at a really good team. So the next chance he gets, he can go in and compete. At, a, at the highest level. Okay. You've believed in you Baker for a long time. Or anything? Yeah. You're still mic'd up. You want to take this segment off? You can take it off if you I'll want. Get an early Thanksgiving I'll, I'll start. Um, Baker's too little and not athletic enough Why? and has had plenty of opportunities to show he could just be a good stopgap. And he hasn't done that. And it's my worst opinion that I've had in so long. I'm usually, I mean, my opinions, that, let's be honest, that are really, usually It's correct. not really your worst. Okay. <laughs> not uh, your worst, and it hadn't been that long. But here's why it's the worst it's for me personally. Wasn't okay, here's why I feel like it's the, the tears? worst. Because, okay, okay. <laughs> I, people ask me all the time, do you believe everything you say on TV? I'm like, yeah, of course. Wilds even occasionally throws a little insinuation. Like after the show, he'll be like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I was serious, buddy. I'm on national television. But for, I've always had this voice in my head on the Baker stuff of, buddy, you don't like little football players. But I like his, he's got a big guy's attitude. Oh my and God. I like the moxie. This was like and, and I what? talked about your dream. No, but you it's true. You should have taken this No, off. I'm saying I should have known better. But then when you see him throw the ball, another tipped ball yeah. that ends and up in the And he's not that. You're right. He's not, he doesn't look athletic in the and, NFL. And can I tell not you guys what I think he quarter. should do? I don't think he should take the Marcus Mariota route. I think he should go take Tim Tebow's job. That's what I think. You he think he should, he should quit football? I think, he could, I think he could be a $10 million a year no. college football player. You're, you're, you're on Wow. Right you're on, I do. That you could be a new bad take. Well, okay. uh, what? You, you think he should just quit no, playing? Give him, a, give him off. What? Oh my God. What? Like, that, we're He's not ready for that. He's searching. We're not ready. You're just. I, he, Baker Mayfield should not be holding a clipboard. He should be in front of a camera with his personality. Not yet. He'd still be in all yeah, state farm commercials or whatever he's doing. I don't even. Man, you're in a tailspin. I told you. You're in a tailspin. That was bad. I, I'm oh, sad God. about it. Oh, man. I like him. This was a rough one. Before Thanksgiving, too. I told you guys I didn't want to do it. You have. had a worse take in the in that Within the take? take? Within oh, the take, yeah, like a right. worse take. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. This is consistent. That's <laughs> medals time. Not making the medal stand. Great teammate, Pat Beverly, Ooh. who came to Austin Reeves' defense while he was being I'm powered be, over right. by DeAndre Ayton. America. I, I thought it was a... America. Metal worthy. Guy. Yeah, I'm going guy. as an early holiday present during our brief time off. I'm going to talk to the powers that be to make sure Kevin Wilds stops bastardizing the otherwise great medals. <laughs> On to the bronze. <laughs> as I'm wow. dripping in objectivity, I must give it to Nikola Jokic. Oh, Even though, listen, some surprised. people would say you that lost to the Pistons with your fully healthy squad. How can you give him a medal? The answer is because he was excellent. 31, 9, and 10, 75% from the field just wasn't enough against the not frisky at all Detroit Pistons. Mm. Silver medal, 
Anthony Davis, this is his fourth straight excellent game. Now, they wasn't enough to win. The Suns are really good. But Anthony Davis, 37-21. and 21. The rebounding numbers for AD without LeBron. I'm sure Wilde's going to tell you, oh, LeBron's stealing the rebounds like Russ and OKC. But that's just not the case. AD's been excellent. And then a gold. Light the beam, Sacktown. Oh, 32. Yes. Eight and six. Given my friends and, most importantly, my wonderful family that lives in Sacramento, something to really be excited about. The Kings on a nice winning streak. The Kings right now, the best team in California. That's a fact. Look it up. The best team in California, the Sacramento Kings. There's the medal stand from last night in the NBA. It's a great medal stand. I would have put Pat Bev on, but I think you did a fine job. Drawing a blank time, quick preview. USA England, we need this one. A tie would be okay, a win would be better. I'm nervous about Harry Kane, my Tottenham guy, so I'll be rooting hard for the USA with a small rooting interest for Harry Kane to just have an assist. Oh, yep. But we okay. win 2 1. Nick, well, how would you about listen, this game? Wow. A draw would be fine. You get a draw and then you go beat Iran, five points will be enough mm-hmm. to advance to the knockout stage. However, thus far, I understand this is early, this has been. The World Cup featuring the most early upsets of any in modern I mean, memory. Would be amazing. They, we, Argentina lost. We saw another big upset earlier this morning when Japan won in shocking fashion. We, now some of the chalk favorites, Spain won seven nothing today. You know we have seen some of that. But the idea that the United States can't, the U.S. has a better chance of winning than Japan did, certainly than Saudi Arabia did. So you go beat England, and then you're on easy street to win the group. So, I'm not predicting it, but I think... You should do it. I'll give you the upset alert franchise. Wilds, before Thanksgiving, we have to... Listen, what am I? What do people call me? Mr. Consistency. And I already said 1-1 U.S. draw. Oh, that's true. 1-1 draw. But a win is on the board. Okay. Does does saying it would be miraculous bother you guys? No, that's good. Miraculous? Miraculous. Okay, well... Hey, have a great Thanksgiving. Speak is up next.